0: Good morning. Good morning. I uh this shirt don't fit me like it used to. <laughs> I uh I don't know what shrank it but... <clears throat> so I um uh, I put this shirt on and then uh I looked at myself in the mirror and realized y'all remember Jack in the Box. How about that modern game of Jack in the Box that all adults play with a can of biscuits? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt. Like. Um, so I was remembering this morning. Man, it's almost November. I mean, almost Thanksgiving. It's November, almost Thanksgiving. But I've still got time on those New Year's resolutions from back in January. And then I remember Thanksgiving, Christmas, and let's just give up all hope. No time, no time. For the reading today, it's going to be out of uh, John 12. So if you want to open your Bibles to there, I'm going to jump around. But that's going to be where the meat of the reading will be. But we're talking today about all God all the time. and I got the... Like always, a little bit of a, a, little Greek lesson and all the verses there for you. There was this guy who, he went to have a meeting with his pastor. And he said, uh, I need to know how much time a week, how many hours a week am I supposed to devote to God? And the pastor said, well, what do you, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, I mean, I, I work. And then, you know, I, I coach sports on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Sunday I have time for church. And then, you know, we do a little, a little fellowship after church. You know, that's, that's about three hours. Is that enough? And the pastor said, I don't think Jesus wants you to set a time limit on your devotion to God. I think you're supposed to be devoted to God all the time not just one day a week. Following Christ, especially today, is not easy. Being a true Christian is not easy. It can be very costly. But you know what? It was costly from the very beginning. It cost literally the blood of Christ to start the church. It cost cost the, the blood of apostles. And then countless Christians throughout the centuries. Bloodthirsty Rome, Roman emperors like Nero, who used to light him up like a torch to light his garden parties. There's some heavy costs. We have it pretty easy here in the US. Um, and I'm not sure if that's always a good thing or a bad thing. I hope that for each one of you, God continues to show you opportunities and give you the means to walk closer with them and to be that light to other people to be that beacon that one lighthouse on the coast that gives that safety to the people that are lost in the ocean of this world we have to remember that no matter how much time we feel like We still have. Our work is not done as as followers of Christ. To do the work of the body of Christ, we have not yet finished. In John 12, 25 through 26, we read, The one who loves his life loses it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. I'm reading from the NASB version, by the way. if anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So what does it look like to serve? We see it every every Sunday here, when we're not so much listening to the message, but when we're greeting each other. You notice, maybe at some other services you've been to, we'll say, okay, now I'll turn and greet your neighbor, and they'll do that for like two minutes, and then... On with the show, right? Not us. We'll let you go as long as you want to keep talking to each other. (laughs) Because fellowship is so important. That's the whole purpose of, of gathering. It's not enough just to watch a sermon. It's building each other up. It's lifting each other up in the body. That's what we're here for. We're here to gather under a common banner and to build each other up. Christ is looking for people who are going to follow him with reckless abandon. People that will throw caution to the wind, right? Not worry about what other people think, but they're going to be unapologetically followers of him. He's looking for disciples. Now, if you look at the term disciple, you pull up the Greek version of it, you pull up the Hebrew version of it, and it's going to say pupil, student. But that's not how it's used. The way discipleship is used in scripture is, to, is more akin to an apprentice learning to be like the teacher, desiring to be like the teacher. Disciples didn't just go to a classroom and learn and go home, right? They were, where he slept, they slept. What he ate, they ate. When, they, when he was on the boat sleeping, they were on the boat terrified. Okay, so it's not exactly the same, but you're with your teacher, you're with your instructor, and you're serving, learning to be a servant to one another, and Christ gave us the perfect example. The problem is that this is very costly. It's not just about Sundays. It's about 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 and a quarter days a year. I you know, just like that guy probably looked at his pastor and said, no pastor, how is that even possible? But the key verse on your slip, it does not give an option, right? It's a direct instruction. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of God. Everything you do, you get up, give praise. I got up this morning. You make your breakfast, give praise. I have food on my table. I have a place to eat it in. You go to your car, give praise, even if it won't start. Because at least you have a car that won't start right you have this thing that you can that has been provided to you everything has been provided to you whether we eat or drink whether we work play or sleep we are not we are to do everything in a way that honors the lord every aspect of life is to be lived for his glory so dare we take up that call to be disciples Are we ready? There was a German theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he described discipleship this way. It's kind of scary on the surface. He says, when Christ calls someone, he bids them to come and die. Sometimes that's literal, but that's that's not all of it, right? It's to die to self. We're to die to ourselves, to be like the master, to be disciples to follow him, to sleep where he sleeps, to say what he says, to live how he, wants, well, how he lived and how he wants us to live. The church for far too long, and I don't mean this church, I mean the church, has created a weak form of discipleship where apathy and complacency can live and grow. It's kind of the death knell of, of ministries. Because it leads to compromise. It leads to actually getting away from Christ to please man. And when we get away from Christ to please man, we are engaging in idolatry because, like I said last week, we're creating God in our image. And if we create a God, we are now idolaters. He created us in His image. We have to be image bearers of Him. Weak though we may be be, but I haven't adjusted my mouth this morning yet, sorry. Weak though we may be, added. God showed us how serious he was, how far he was willing to go. He sent his son in human form to teach, to suffer, and to die. And then he asked us to follow in his footsteps. And, you know, in the flesh, that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, how is that godly? How is that love? It's devotion. It's about dedication. Over the past few years, there has been a shift, though, in the church where they're starting to speak out on issues. Granted, we will take on some issues sometimes that aren't exactly comfortable to take on. But we're not, man- we're not told by the Bible to dance around things, are we? We're told to speak truth, speak life, speak Christ, speak the gospel. We want to teach people that this church is a place where they can come, no matter what walk they're coming from. It's not an old, tired institution. It's a place where we accept all sinners, not just the ones that sin like us, right? There's a tendency a lot of times to just, oh, I'll, I'll hang with the people that do the same sins I do. But that, no, that. All sins are the same to God, right? And if you didn't have that down before when you read the Ten Commandments, when Christ explained them, it should have really convicted us. All sins are the same. They all result from one thing, pride. Church should be like a hospital where the sick and infirm come for treatment. Anybody and everybody should be welcome. doesn't matter what their choice of sin is. doesn't matter what their appearance is. They come in, we welcome them. We love them. That is being an image bearer of God. That is following Christ. That is discipleship. That's what Christ did. doesn't mean you're preaching 24 hours a day means you're living it 24 hours a day. This is an interconnected body that spans the world, that spans divides, right? The true church, somebody should get the same message here as they would get in Indonesia, in Korea, in China, in Africa, the same love, the same dedication, It's a literal world kingdom, and we serve the perfect king, a worldly king. We'd serve him in true discipleship because we know his way is better than ours, right? I don't know the right way. I just know what that book says. But if I follow that book that came from him, I'm on, I'm on the right path, Right? And then, when we're gathered amongst one another, we build each other up, we compare notes, we grow together. We grow together in faith. So how can we do this 365 days a year? Christ explained this to us in several different places. And it's always in a paradox, which doesn't seem to make sense. But how do we have... How do we have all God all the time. Well, to be whole, you gotta be broken. And Christ demonstrated that, didn't he? To be whole, we have to be willing to be broken. To live, we have to give up our lives. And that's the worldly life. To take on the mantle and in the, in the spiritual life that Christ gave us. To receive, you have to give. I'm not a prosperity gospelist. I'm not saying plant a seed and you're going to see $100 come back into your pocket. I'm not saying that. But to receive, you have to give. Give life, receive life. To be first, got to be last. Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> to be first, you have to be willing to be last. To be exalted, you have to humble yourself. To be strong, you have to be weak. And to be fruitful, you have to die. <coughs> die to self. Give up the foolish pride that says, I know best. Because when God works through you, that's where the fruits really start to come out the good fruits. Some of these hurt when we hear them. And when you hear them all together like that, you realize just what he was saying. You know, when you take each one of those in the context of when it was said. Sometimes they're separated over different chapters and verses, but when you put them all together, that's it in a nutshell. It's a dichotomy. Maybe one of the most uh, poignant ways that we can journey this year is found in Philippians 1:21. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Another contradiction, it seems like. But when he says live, zao, you have that on, in the Greek, on your, that little three-letter word on your slip. That's the word for, for live, zao. What it really means is to have a true, worthy life, worthy of name. It's not just being alive, it's not just being in existence, it's to live actively for God. It, 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 the Greek term used means to have true life worthy of the name, to be blessed. That is Christ. And then when he talks about die, to die is gain just means you've made it, right? You're there, you're in glory. In Nagasaki, Japan, February 15, 1597, cru- Christians were crucified for their beliefs. Thomas Kosaki, who had been sentenced to die for his Christian witness along with his father, he wrote a letter to his mom the night before his crucifixion. Mother, we are supposed to be crucified tomorrow in Nagasaki. Please do not worry about anything because we will be waiting for you to come to heaven. Everything in the world vanishes like a dream. Be sure that you never lose the happiness of heaven. Be patient and show love to many people. Most of all, about my little brothers, Mancho and Filippo, please see to it that they are not delivered into the hands of the Gentiles. Mother, I commit you to the Lord. Must we be ready to literally die? In some cases, sure. Life is fleeting, we know that. could end at any moment. We're all eternal. It's just where do you want to spend it, right? In this day and age, the world is increasingly dangerous for us, but most importantly, we have to die to self. That is where we have to focus, dying to self. That's really the point of baptism, isn't it? When you go under, you're dying with Christ. When you come up, you're a new creation. You've died to your old self. You put on the new mantle. If we can reach toward the goals that Paul set, then we'll be strengthened, and we will foster our caring for our community of Christians and non-Christians alike. We'll be able to be that light. Why were we created? You know, some people say, well, we were created because... God needed somebody to worship him. Well, that puts God in a position of need. God doesn't need anything. God's always been. Always been, always will be. So why then create us? He tells us himself, glorifying glorifying himself. He did it to glorify himself. He knows who he is. And to display it, here we are. Matthew 5, 16, Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, our key verse, do all to the glory of God. Do everything to glorify Him. That's our purpose. Even in the Old Testament, Isaiah 43, 7, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory. This is God Himself speaking. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. I did it for my own glory. Sounds self centered, doesn't it? Thank God He is. Because we get to be eternally grateful and worshipful for Him. For all eternity, we get to live and bask in His glow in his glory. Revelation 4.11 Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Isaiah 43 hits it multiple times. 43.21 The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. 43.7 Everyone who is called by my name, and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Everything that is here to the smallest speck of dust glorifies God. When you leave the service today, look around and don't look through the normal eyes that we look at our desert, our high desert, barren, dry, tumbleweeds. Russian thistle looks ugly. None of it's ugly. I mean, there's a lot of ugliness that came out of it because of our sin, right? Thorns and thistles. But even those can glorify God. Look at a thistle. You see that spiky green leaf. Already, there's something amazing, because out of nothing came this spiky green leaf, right? And you get a little closer to it. Okay, don't touch it, but get a little (laughs) little closer to it, and you'll start to see the little veins in there, right? A beautiful map work, a tapestry in the leaf. Then you get under a microscope, and you see the cells, and that's incredible. Then you get an electron microscope, and you get even further in there, and you see in one single cell little factories with irreducible complexity. Everybody know what irreducible complexity means? You have a mouse trap. It has a plate, it has a spring catch, and it has a clip, right? And it has a bait, uh, a, a bait trap. Four pieces. Any one of those pieces gone, mousetrap won't work. That's irreducible complexity. It's down to four plate, four pieces. And it has to have been designed and created, right? To be that way. Now look in that cell. And you'll see a a, a literal factory, all kinds of little parts and things inside that plant cell, that ugly thistle. And everything's working in perfect harmony to do the work of that cell. And without one piece in that cell, those hundreds of thousands of little pieces that are in there, without one of them, plant dies, doesn't work. We're the same way. In each cell of your body, there is irreducible complexity. Whenever it gets messed up, that's when things like cancer happen, where things start to die, right? Because something has been messed up. One little aspect of that cell goes goes awry, and it doesn't work. Only a designer can create something like that, and it's beautiful. So when you leave, look out at that desert. Look at the clouds in the air. Right, Moisture that's cooled enough to cling on little pieces of dust in the air and form clouds. Or blue as the light shines through the prism of our atmosphere. All these little things that we take for granted every day, but every one of those things speaks to the glory of Almighty God El Shaddai. So part of your homework today, there's a lot of verses on there to read on, meditate on, discuss with your family, but I gave you all of John chapter 12 because I'm a horrible teacher and I like to make people work. John 12 is not that long, but I like starting right there at 25. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal read that part, but we go on further down. When he foretells his death, my soul has become troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. He set the example to glorify your name. Even the Son submitted to the Father to glorify. That's our example. Then a voice came out of heaven, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it thundered. Others were saying an angel has spoken to them. Now judgment is upon this world, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Already he declared victory. Hadn't even died yet. But he knew he was going to follow the will of the Father. And through this act, the ruler of this world would be no more. Guys, I read the end of the book. We win. <laughs> I skip ahead. I cannot. I cannot wait. I have to read it. I have to see what the end is. If I don't like it, I'm just going to throw the book away. Now the crowd answered him, We have heard out of the law that the Christ is to remain forever, and how can you say the Son of Man will be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? See, people were expecting a warrior king. They didn't expect a meek servant messiah. Their meshech Nagid was going to conquer the world and make every knee bow to them. They had it wrong. They thought that everybody was going to bow to Israel and he was going to make that happen, but that's not the way it was ever supposed to be. They misread Isaiah, they misread Daniel, they misread all those prophets. So Jesus said to him, for a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. Then he went away and hid himself. How do we have all God all the time? We walk in his light, and then we become sons of light. It's something that has to emanate from within us. It's not just something we do outwardly. It has to be in your being perfect, no. Holy, yes. Because what does holy really mean? Set apart. apart. God set you apart. Christ set you apart. You're his. That's all it means, to be different, to not be of the world. Final verse I want to give you. The one to hang your hat on. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Fear God, keep his commandments. That's our job. It's all encompassing. We see, we, we look at this. Many of us look at this and we go, "Oh gosh, this is just such a... I got to cram for the test. It's such a big book, and I got to find every single rule I got to follow." And it's, no, that's not it at all. That's what the religious elite were doing. That's what Christ came to fix. He Says, "You're doing it wrong. You're doing God wrong. You don't, you don't know what we're talking about." Let me show you. Follow His commandments. Be the light. And what do you do when you mess up? Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I repent. Turn an about face and try not to do that again, knowing that you're probably still gonna mess up. I do on a daily basis. Not as much as Tammy, but I do. I'm gonna pay for that later. Hey. Mom's watching, and we know she cheats a card, so. Um, On the back of this slip, I wanted to talk to you about something. We're starting to work on some outreach stuff, and and Buddy was talking about um, the next Sunday, or December 4th. Yeah. Yeah. but in the meantime, here's one of the things that is going to be available to people. So I'm a crisis counselor, a pastoral counselor, a mental health counselor, those kind of things. Um, it's kind of a interesting that you're both here today. <laughs> here's two of my board members. Um, we did start this, and we still do it as um, what's called CISM, uh, Critical Incident Stress Management. It's something that we did in the emergency services. He's, these two are from fire background. I'm from a fire EMS and law enforcement background. So we use the, and, and aviation also. So we use these in all those services for people that deal with crisis or critical incidents and events. And we have the means to help should that happen. But the other thing is, is that I also have additional training, and it's in mental health counseling. Um, and so. Through this, we offer assistance for somebody that's just going through a rough time. Somebody needs something. Um, I will. I will be available. The number's on there. Uh, call, and make an appointment. I've set up office in here, in the in the pastor's um, study in here. And so, anybody need some help with something, they're going through something, whatever, call me, we'll set up a time to talk. Uh, you know, it's just for, um, it's just for making sure that we're outreaching and making sure people have, have, have help, right? And, and through Christ, through Christ's teaching. So it, it is biblically, biblically based. You don't have to be a Christian to avail themselves of this. If you know somebody that that you know, one of your loved ones or whatever that needs to talk to somebody, you can put them through. I'll still talk to them. I'm not gonna say, oh, they're not a Christian. Remember, we're like a hospital. We want, we want to help everybody. But there's the website, there's the information on it. Put it on your fridge, make it a bookmark. You should have it in your Bible because you should be studying. And uh, if you know if somebody needs something. Give me a call. We'll, we'll get we'll get help. Um, long term stuff. If if there is a need for long term counseling, there is a, a means of doing that without having to you know pay somebody 150 an hour. We'll take care of it and just do a donation. But um, we want to make sure that everybody, especially in this day and age, is is accounted for and can. You know, get help even if they can't afford it. So what else was I gonna mention? It seemed like there was something else I was gonna mention, but I just lost it. Oh well. It'll come to me right after y'all walk up All God all the time. It's more than just a, a tick box that we check on a on a slip, right? This is this is us. This is who we are when we're at the grocery store. You see somebody that looks like they're having a little tough time, a cashier, go to their line, yes. if, if there is a cashier. <laughs> if, you if you see a checkout machine that looks like it's on the fritz, <laughs> well, go use that to get somebody over. <laughs> There's always an opportunity to be like somebody. Hey, can I pray for you right now? Or, hey, you look like you're having a tough time. Is there something I can do for you? All God all the time. You the light. Bow our hearts, please. Father, we're we're so grateful for this wonderful opportunity to gather. So grateful to see the new faces. And, and it's it's always a joy to, to get up here and speak and, and to speak your words, because they're your words, not mine. Father, we're just we're thankful that we live in a place where we can gather unobstructed and be able to, to celebrate. Celebrate your creation and and your love for us and the gifts that you bestowed upon us. The gift of your word, the gift of your son, and the gift of of the right and ability to glorify you in all that we do. Father, we know that you are El Shaddai, Almighty God. No one can stand before you. Nothing can stop your will thwart your plans and we ask that you put your almighty love and, and healing on this congregation and on their loved ones for those that we, we prayed about earlier that are in need medically mentally there are so many in need today God and we just we know that Christ said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Make us workers. Show us the opportunity that you show us the opportunities that you lay before us to be children of God. To show people that we are children of the light. Sons of the light. And to be able to spread that light. To start in one corner and spread it throughout the entire room and then spill out the doors and the windows and down the block and through the neighborhood and then through the city and through the world God we know we know through Christ's teachings that it starts small like a mustard seed but it grows it grows so large that even the fowls of the air can take refuge in it that even the evil can come in and be turned to good to glorify you as everybody departs today may they Father may they see New, through new lenses, the beauty that is around us, even in the most dismal-looking things, that they can see your work in every corner of this world and give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Forty-eight boxes, by the way. Forty-eight boxes. That's what I was going to remember. That's what we ended up with. Shoeboxes. All over here so we have your faces except you too. <laughs> <laughs> to be at the potluck next Sunday. So-